0: Okay, hello. Welcome in. Yes, this is the Magic the Gathering unofficial audiobooks podcast. Hey, I'm Phil Dawson. How are we doing? Let's go. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. thank you. Uh, and I am humbled to be here. I'm happy to be here to bring this tale to you as we continue on. It has been a wild start to the year for me, and I have lots of thanks to say. Obviously, everyone in my personal life, but um, obviously, my patrons, too. And I want to say thank you, and I start here. I know some of you may check out we currently have thirty eight patrons right now. We did lose like two in the last two days, but no worries. This is a makeup shout out to all of you. So I just I wanna say a big thank you for being here to everyone who's uh been a supporter, including Pip. Thank you so much. Andrew, Michael, Tom G, Ashnod, Jeff, big fan of noise, Ben, Martin, Alfie, Nathaniel, Menti, uh, Johan, Yol, Steven, Michael, Salandrea, uh, my other Brewer friend, John 44s four Evan, Robert, Joshua, Marcos, Nicholas, Mislabeled, another Michael, Tin Can, Gabriel, Walt, Matt, M, Nomish Brigand, Brad, Thomas, Dose, Matt, Toner, Ted, Peter, and our newest one, Peter, TJ, and Sean. Thank you so much for being patrons. And I, I know it's difficult to choose creators you want to follow, and especially one that maybe if you've joined recently, like you don't seem like you're getting enough out of it. But look, I've been very busy. I've been very, very busy. <laughs> and also, Chris, who is a dedicated supporter, but had to drop the membership like yesterday. It's all good. I, it, you know, just coming and supporting for a little bit really helps. It really does. The support is so great. I just want all of you to know that. And I am doing my best to make this worthwhile. And I know that. Like our longevity, this rewards club. Take a little bit, you know. The good news is I I have the tracking on, so I know who's supporting. Just supporting, you're gaining time and support. I'll get you your swag. We'll get you the t-shirts, the mugs, the stickers, etc. It's just a matter of putting it all together when I have time. I'll get it to you, and I promise. Uh, You can join the Patreon, too, if you've been listening. You're like, well, what is this thing? You can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash mtgbooks. Patreon.com slash Books. If you're interested, you can join for as little as three bucks. And I try and I will eventually get to a chapter a week, but I gotta find my routine as business and family have taken center stage pretty much uh for a little while here. But your support is welcome and and hoped for. Uh the goals this year too are very similar to last year. You know, can we hit the 50 patrons, right? We're about at 40. I think we can get to 50 if we just, you know, consistently post the chapters. Speaking of posting chapters, will I ever do that in, like, social media? You know, I record, like, at like at 11 p.m. or something like that, and I go to bed immediately afterwards, so it's a little tough. So we'll ref- refocus these goals, and I'd love to hear what your New New Year's goals are. Like, what does 2024 h- have in store for you? And that's, uh, I think I'm going to leave that as the chapter question. Um, I want you to share. Mine are similar to my what mine have been, well, similar to last year. I want to get permanent residency here in Japan. Uh, that way I can get a loan to buy a house here. I want to get a new house. Hope it to be more present. So even with like this, like doing this right now, when I'm doing this, I'm 100% committed to it. You know, I'm not thinking or doing or trying to do something else. Just like when I'm with my family or doing something else, just be in that moment and be very aware of it. And being aware, too, of reactions and feelings so I don't like act so impulsively. Just be in tune when, you know, if I get frustrated that I can kind of like pull away and be like, oh, there's feel being frustrated or angered, recognize it, step away from it, and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. That's psychological stuff, though. But I need to hit the gym more. Uh, I haven't been there in a long time, and it feels bad. And I got to keep up with my Japanese practice. Uh, that's what I wanna I want to practice every day. You know? And I want to spread joy. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. So there you go. That's me. What about you? Let me know. Uh, patrons were lucky enough yesterday to get a tour of my newly opened brewery and restaurant here in Japan. I didn't have enough time to write a big heartfelt post, which I usually like to do. So I just recorded a video and I hope you guys liked it. All of you liked it for the rest of you. The continued listening and sharing would be great. Let's get some recognition. It's the best lore podcast going. Is it not? It's literally just canon material. No nonsense. Just lore. Adore it. Tell your friends post about it on threads or X or Instagram. I've been working on some new branding for this year in the podcast. Hopefully, we'll bust that out when we have the chance. But seriously, I'm just glad to get you another chapter. I'm going to try to even get you one tomorrow, too. I seriously love you all. Thank you for being here. Let's have a fantastic 2024. Let's see what Gerard's up to. Let's go. Chapter 8 The trouble began in camp that night and among the catarans. Without fire, though with trail rations and canteens, the exhausted Mercadian 5th Regiment sat in camp. They sheltered in a clearing with a natural root hollow where the Jovals could be corralled. The six-legged tigers slept in warm comfort in a feline pile, their saddles and packs removed and their coats brushed. The soldiers and catarans were much less comfortable. They had washed during their river crossing, but their clothes had never fully dried. More layers of cloth only deepened the chill. Throughout the day, the forest's murk had been unnerving. Nighttime was worse. Only the cold gleam of the trees illuminated the dark. A fire would have been welcome, but Gerard would not allow it for fear of offending the forest. Instead, he offended his fighters. They grumbled angrily as they cleaned their weapons. Soon around the camp appeared a circle of eyes, small, grim, glowering eyes. Minions of the Rushwood. It was more than the Catarans could bear. Their master, Forearm Zirik, had a crossbow. He cranked it quietly back, fitted a coral, and took bets from his comrades. Orders from Gerard would command my troops not to fight unless attacked. I've done so, but Gerard never forbade me to fight. With a shuddering twang, the bolt launched free. It tore through the undergrowth. The forest beyond a set of eyes slammed shut. There came an agonized thrashing of something massive amid weeds. The beast's shrieks were piteous. Among vast impassive trees, the cries echoed. They summoned the forest's mirrored defenders. Gerard and his command crew came running. What happened? What's going on? Zerrick spoke proudly in the murk. I got him right between the eyes. I ordered you not to fight unless he attacked me. Looked at me wrong, Zirk replied. You bastard. Gerard spat, raking his sword from his scabbard. You've just declared war! Turning toward the camp, he shouted, To arms! To arms! Light perimeter fires! In the ancient moments afterward, deadfalls were piled and sprinkled with rye spirits. Fires leaped up in an uneven ring around the camp. Orange light limbed warriors as they rushed past abandoned packs. Jovals lolled awake and disentangled themselves from their sleeping kin. Gerard and his comrades, meanwhile, stared out into the darkness. Tongarth clutched his sword eagerly. At last, we have fires now. Our clothes will dry. Sisei shook her head. Rather have them wet with river water than wet with blood. What do you think is out there? We'll find out soon enough, Takara said. She gestured beyond the fires where flames glimmered in angry eyes. They're converging. From all sides, the beasts came. Hunched backs and stooped shoulders, twisted horns and shaggy brows. Vast claws raking away undergrowth footpads pounding ground. Lumbering satyrs, horn trolls, to they whispered it all. They're bigger than the books made them out. These are feral creatures, solitary. They must've been brought together by the mining forest. Gerard's face was grim as he watched the advance. The satyrs and trolls had nearly reached the outer fires. These are the forest's first defenses, what other monsters will follow? Eric tugged on Gerard's sleeve. I crossbowman Bowman already, do we fire? No sense in defending this camp be our grave. Beasts won't stop coming until we're dead. Driven out. If we fight, we fight forward," Gerard said. Clear the corridor. Open fire! Even as the first corals raced away, he shouted, Troops! Mount up! Fight for the Joval back! He turned, heading for the corral. Right behind me, toward the center of the wood! These shouts were drowned out by another roar, the death throes of scores of beasts. Cataran corals sank in throats and eyes and brows. Many Trolls and Satyrs went down in that first volley, many more charged, with bolts sticking from the mounded backs and between grappling claws. They came on. Gerard and his comrades reached the Joval Corral. There was no time for saddles or packs. Gerard yanked harness and bit from a nearby vine. He slipped the reins over the cat's head and clambered up. Caught between the firelight and silver tree glow, he whirled and met with attackers. As quickly as that, the Satyrs and Trolls arrived. They flung themselves over root networks and down into the corral two tons of muscle and claw and horn. They landed, breaking soldiers' heads and Joval's backs, roars of rage mixed with shrieks of pain. In moments, five cats and 10 warriors lay dead. A huge monster dropped out the space beside Gerard. His Joval hissed and turned. Gerard's sword sang in the darkness. It arced through, screaming air to impact a great scaly skull. Steel bit through skin and muscle, lodging only on bone. The satyr gathered its massive legs, lunged. Roaring, Gerard turned his blade. The sword pivoted across the beast's jaw and slid within the collarbone. Gerard held tight to the reins. The satyr came on, impaling itself on his sword. Blood poured forth in a steaming torrent. Gerard wrenched his blade free and backed his spitting mouth. The satyr plunged ponderously into the space where they had been. Joval reared and shrieked. It barreled into the rump of Sisse's beast, which stood like a rampant lion. For Joval's claws raked the face of another satyr. Win free, Gerard shouted, and grab a torch. Follow my lead. He barged past Sisse's mount, heading toward a nearby bonfire. Gerard leaned down and snatched up a burning brand. No sooner had he righted himself than the bonfire erupted before him. Coals and sparks leaped up in a killing hail. Gerard reined his mount back. Something vast had been plunged into the midst of the blaze, driven there by a shrieking Joval. Hungarth rode that Joval. His sword was sanguine, and his horns too. Though he spoke to Gerard, his eyes were fixed on the fire. There is no honor in this fight. Gerard saw why. The bonfire a horned troll thrashed. Fire flashed away its thick belt, sending up acrid white smoke. Next moment, skin burst, and peeled and blackened. The muscles beneath contracted moments more until they too sizzled to stillness. Lids burned away from rolling eyes, which became as white and opaque as boiled eggs. No honor, Gerard agreed, chopping the head from another satyr. The decapitated corpse went down sloppily before him. Holding his torch, Gerard drove his mount up over the enormous body. No honor but to fight for Orem And Weatherlight, follow me! A back-snarling six-legged cats, Tongarth and Sisse fought in Gerard's wake. Ahead, Takara clung to the back of her dead Joval, which draped across the horns of a troll. The massive monster had impaled her steed and lifted it into the air. Takara lashed at it with her sword but couldn't reach the troll's bent back. It bounded toward another bonfire, ready to fling Joval and Ryer both into the flames. Get up! Gerard commanded his mount, digging heels into its side. The tiger creature flung itself behind the troll. Huge feline claws sank into troll flesh, but they only propelled the beast faster toward the flames. Climb on! Gerard shouted to Takara, holding out his hand. She sheathed her sword and rolled down the back of her dead mount, grasping Gerard's hand. He swung her into place behind him. Gerard reined hard, his mount reared. Fires roared up ahead. The troll and the dead Joval plunged into the flames. More putrid white smoke belched up. Thanks, Takara panted. Let's get out of this death trap. With Takara sitting behind him and Tungarth, Sisse and the 5th Regiment following, Gerard sent his mount bounding across the battlefield. Many of Gerard's regiment were dead already, slain as they ran for their mounts. Their bodies lay savaged among forgotten packs. Not a few Satyrs and trolls lay among them. Some of the fighters who had slain them fought on. They seemed mere children, waggling sticks and hulking bears. One woman, who had killed two trolls, battled a third now, her strength flagging. Gerard's mount lunged beside the troll and he clove the thing's brain between horns. Pick her up, he shouted to Sisse, pointing to the weary soldier. No sooner had Gerard's Joval leaped out of the space than Sisse leaped into it. She grabbed the soldier's arms and dragged her onto the Joval's back. Tongarth likewise rescued another beleaguered guard. Soon, every soldier that lived rode a Joval across the camp the opposite end of the killing field, the Catarans had been busy. They were not content merely to slay the beasts. They harvested trophies, sawing at horns and claws, hoeing teeth, lopping off fingers, flaying skin and fur. Where a creature was cut open, the Catarans thrust an arm in the gore, sign of successful kill. When both or all four arms were red, the Catarans painted their chests and foreheads and legs into stuff. They fought like fiends, these Catarans, few if any of them had fallen, but the ground was thick with dead trolls satyrs. Gerard's steed bounded past that avatar and onward the murk. He held high his burning brand and charged on between silvery bowls. With a glance back, he saw that most of the force remained. Perhaps 50 Jovals followed in his wake, bearing one or two soldiers each. The six-legged cats were faster and more agile than these lumbering, shuffling monsters. Soon, the 5th Regiment would be beyond their reach. That was a near thing? Kara panted into his ear. Yes. Gerard agreed in the rushing wind. Do you think Orm has survived? I hope so, Carter replied. You drive on until we reach the center of the forest. The weatherlight. At least we're safe for the moment, Kara said. He had spoken too soon. Something massive moved ahead. Many somethings. As tall as five men, they lurked in the interstices between bowls. Their bodies were black silhouettes against the silver, gloaming, living shadows. They darted, positioning themselves in the path of the Jovals. Here and there, true glimpses came of these vaguely human titans. In place of skin, leaves stood across their bulk. Mosses clumped in untidy mats of hair, vines twined in veinwork. Fists of stone and stick bore huge clubs. Most horrible of all, though, the creature's eyes, glowing with the silver fire of the trees all around. Rushwood elementals, Sissa shouted. They're the formed out of the leaves and boughs of the forest. Takara whispered sardonically, but now, what else? Gerard replied, feeling his fear turn to anger, and his anger, to hatred. We fight! That's what I would like to hear. Hang on! Gerard kicked the flanks of his Joval. The tiger creature snarled and leaped toward one of the looming shadows. Overhead, a club dropped with an awful roar. Gerard drove the cat upward. Javal leaped. Claws sank into the moldy mass of the elemental's thigh. A banked roar came. The massive club descended toward the Joval and rider. Get up! Gerard shouted at his mount. The Joval bounded again. The club struck. Shriek came in human anguish. The Elemental staggered its thigh, stone and sticks, had shattered beneath the blow of the club. Rising still, the Joval sank its claws into the monster's arm and hurled itself higher. Good work, the car shouted. The Elemental was not maimed for long. It pressed its club against the shattered thigh. The wood fused with its leg, solidifying it up. Not good enough, Gerard hissed. The Joval leaped from the Elemental's shoulder towards its face feline claw sank into the Elemental's skull. Standing in the saddle, Gerard drove his sword into one of the Titan's silver glowing eyes. Takara rammed hers into the other. Mercurial flames danced out along the blades burned their sleeves. Gerard and Takara shouted in unison pain. But the agonized shriek of the Elemental overtopped their cries. Silver fire gutted and failed in its eyes. It went dark. The wailing ceased. The Elemental died. With terrific and terrible motion, its corpse began to slump. Bows and humus and rocks separated, no longer joined in a titanic body. The multifarious vines and mosses tumbled free of each other. Growling, Gerard drove his heels from the Joval's side. Jump! The Titan creature did. Flinging itself across the wheeling heights, it bounded from the head of a dying elemental or the shoulders of a living one. Trees flashed past in a dizzy spectacle. The Joval extended its forepaws to grasp the next Titan. The elemental turned its club whirled about and struck the six-legged tiger in midair. A woof breath exploded from the cat. With it came the snap of ribs. Blood boiled out of the creature's face. Broken, the Joval spun through the air. Gerard and Takara clung miserably to its inert bulk. The trees whirled. They struck one. The dead cat caught the brunt of the blow, but Takara was flung away. She fell toward the forest floor, landing atop a root cluster and sprawling brokenly. Gerard, meanwhile, smacked up against rough bark. Something shattered in his chest, but he clung to the dead cat. It sloughed off the tree and plunged beneath him. Cursing, Gerard clawed atop the falling Joval. It struck ground. The impact was horrible. It drove the breath from Gerard. He crumpled off the Joval's corpse and flailed on the ground. He rolled across his torch, the wet fabric of his riding cloak. It was a flask of rye spirits that had shattered in his chest pocket. Flared with sudden fire. Gerard staggered up and shucked the burning jacket. He flung it furiously away. The cloak wrapped itself around an elemental's leg. Flame leaped to wood dry moss. Fire spread up the looming Titan. It shrieked, pounding the blaze. Flames roared onto its hands and arms. In moments, the elemental was engulfed, a living column of fire. It thrashed horribly among the bulls, shying away from the trees lest it set them ablaze. Its screams were terrifying. Gerard could only grin grimly. He drew a hissing breath through gritted teeth and shouted, Burn them! Burn every last one of them! Burn them! Even as the Elemental fell to the ground, writhing in the death throes, more fires awoke among the others. A slim hand touched Gerard's shoulder. That was well done. He turned, astonished. Takara, how did you survive that fall? Your spine was broken. No. Hatred is my spine, she said, smiling a bloody smile. As long as I keep it at the core of my being, I survive. Yes, Gerard said, staring at her. I've begun to see the definite benefits. There are four elementals burning now. They're wails like music in the night. Gerard cupped hands about his mouth and shouted through the chorus of moans. Catarans to the fore, Clear corridor! Kill anything that stands between us and Weatherlight!